0: This is where it all begins. Ready, gates crash back and racing. Welcome to RSN 927's Race Day Morning. For the first hour, it's the first word. Here's Warren Huntley.
1: Good morning. Welcome to this special Sunday edition of first word following AFL Grand Final Day. And what a beautiful day it has dawned. And what a great day's racing. We've got ahead Underwood Stakes Day on the hillside circuit at Sandown. Zaki trying to go back to back. The Underwood Stakes. Other recent winners, Russian Camelot, a couple for Blackheart Bart, Holmesman, Bonneval, and Mourinho, recent winners of the Underwood Stakes. And looking back in history, champions like So You Think, Weekend Hustler, El Segundo, Mamalot, Mummify, and a couple for Northerly. What a great race it has been over the years, and what a terrific race with a small field it promises to be today. What a great support card also. Testa Rossa, hasn't it come up a great race? The clash of I Wish I Win and Ayrton to close the day. So plenty to look forward to at San today, We'll get an update on the track conditions with Greg Groves shortly. We'll try and find plenty of winners with trainers during this first hour. Then at 9 o'clock, Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers will join me to look through the meeting in detail at Sandown with the nine races there covered. Michael Felgate, Matty Stewart and Dan Malecki will be out at Sandown from 10 o'clock to have the lead up to what promised to be a terrific day's racing at Sandown. Let's get the latest on the track conditions and the likely weather for the day with Greg Groves out there at Sandown. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Warren. How's the day dawned out there? It's beautiful in the, the eastern suburbs where I am.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it was uh, beautiful out there this morning. Um, yeah, a good time to be out and about, actually. Uh,
1: very pleasant. Any gallops on the track this morning?
2: No, uh, no one put their hand up for it, so uh, no gallops, but um, that's OK. We've uh, rated the track as a, a uh, soft five. Um, it's been soft five the last couple of days, slowly improving. Um, so I think looking at the weather, I think uh, we may get an upgrade to a good
1: four throughout the day. Nineteen degrees and sunny. Importantly, and drying at, at this time of year, a little bit of wind can help. What's the forecast from that perspective?
2: Yeah, okay. So um, I think talking light winds. Um, I'm assuming from the north, so uh you know, about five or ten kilometres an hour.
1: Um,
2: so uh, not not much happening in that in that regard.
1: At that level, they wouldn't really have an impact on any pattern of racing, would they? No, I wouldn't have thought. No. How do you see that the track with all your experience there? How do you see that the track playing today?
2: OK, so um, there's a little bit of wear and tear down on the front straight from uh, from about the 400-metre mark up, uh, up past the winning post. But uh, I think um, it's pretty even all the way across. We heard he drained it a couple of weeks ago, and that tends to square things up a bit. Um, they may get off the fence later on during the day uh, because of that, that minor wear and tear on the fence. So... Uh, to see how that pans out, but uh, that could be
1: the pattern. The metrics that you can quantify, going sticks, shears and the like, how have they come up today?
2: Yeah, okay. So we've got a soil moisture level of 29%. We've got uh, a a going stick of 8.9 and a shear of 9.7.
1: Anyone who wants to delve into those type of figures, the Melbourne Racing Club race day app's terrific. A number of the race clubs Flemington has, I think it's coming online in, in Sydney as well, just... If you go to an app store and search for race day in the sports section, that's the Melbourne Racing Club race day app. And, Greg, if you delve into that and you go into the telemetry section, you can get all of those details. And particularly on rainy days, it updates every 15 minutes or so with, with rainfall, etc. So it's outstanding information that, uh, for those that want to delve into that type of detail of what the conditions are like out there.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's uh, really... Um, and you can really go quite deep into it as well. Uh, it's got to be a bit, uh, bit of history. Um, so, yeah, some... some... Um so metrics from from uh past meetings etc. so it's that's uh, great i think
1: well it promises to be a fantastic day have you got a thought in the feature race the underwood
2: uh oh gee it's, um, it's a pretty pretty tough race I i reckon it's only got six in it and uh, uh oh, i reckon uh I'm, I'm thinking i'm i'm thunderstruck that was a good win the other week so uh it, it ran down uh um alligator blood
1: so uh, i reckon that that's that's my horse looking forward to getting out there and seeing the race and for those that are thinking about going it was the same at mornington yesterday it's free entry for participants wanting to head to the races over the weekend for the melbourne racing club so not many reasons not to head to Sandown today greg
2: no not at all warren it's, uh, it's going to be great out there today
1: looking forward to a great day thanks for the update soft five and rail in the true position okay thank you Greg Groves there with an update on the condition for Group One racing Sandown on the Hillside Circuit, and what a fantastic day's racing it promises to be. We've got the rail of the true position, a soft five, and even a chance of an upgrade to a good four during the day with sunny conditions and nineteen degrees forecast. Hopefully it's a good day for the Peter Moody stable and Catherine Coleman's been good enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Catherine. I think we've got Catherine on the line there. We'll just try and see if she's there, get her back. We've got Catherine Coleman with a big hand for the Peter Moody stable. Have we got you there, Catherine? Yes, morning, Warren. How are you this morning?
0: I'm very well, thank you.
1: Strong hand right throughout the day. You'll be back and forward with a few saddles between you and Pete and the team today. Kicking off in the first with Botany and Emergency, Madrian has got a start. How do you think both Botany and Madrian shape up for today?
0: Yeah, both nice fillies. Spotney was a little bit of a head scratcher last start. We're not really sure what went wrong there. She's always been a filly that's finished off her races really strongly and she just didn't show us that at all last time. But she's pulled up well. Her track work since then has been very solid. So um, we're looking for an improved performance from her today. And Madrian's a really nice filly. She's just still probably a little bit um, weaker than what you'd like to see. She just hasn't really furnished yet. But she has come back in in good order and she trialled up well today so she's certainly forward enough to run a good race
1: intriguing runner in race two with some good new zealand form glory bound it's been a happy hunting ground for for pete over the years that the new zealand form lines how's glory bound settled into your training regime yeah
0: super she's a really nice mare she's um she's come over very well she's settled into the routine very very quickly And she's trialled up quite sharply for a mare that wants a bit of ground later on in the preparation. So, look, whatever she does today, I'm sure she'll improve upon as she does step out further. But really excited to see how she runs.
1: With that sharpness in the trials that you mentioned, I know race day pressure is different, but at 1,400 metres from a favourable draw, her racing style in New Zealand, would that give an indication that she'd be potentially able to take advantage of that draw?
0: Yeah, I would imagine so. We'll very much leave it up to Luke and as long as she's sort of travelling well and comfortable then we'll be very happy. But I think she's um, she's definitely a nice little each-way chance today.
1: Race three pounding goes around following that win at the Valley last start. The claim for Carlene Heffel today and a wider barrier draw. But Carlene knows the horse well. What do you think might be the plan from that draw race three out to the 1800?
0: Yeah, definitely. He was super last start and he's come on from that run very well. Um, again... We'll be inclined to just leave it a little bit up to Carlene when the gates open and where she finds herself. But he's come on from that last run in great condition.
1: I think Pete's talked in times that pounding may have come out if we got downgrades during the day. So a soft five at the start of the day with potential for an upgrade for a good four, that that should be very suitable conditions for him?
0: Yeah, definitely. No, really happy with how the tracks come up today. And it's a beautiful morning down here at Parkinham. So hopefully we get to enjoy some last Melbourne weather today.
1: Lucky Decision's in good form. He probably takes a a rise in grade in this race, but down in the weights with a claim for Tatum Bull. How's he done since that last start win? Yeah, super. No, um, he's
0: another one. He's come on really well from that last start run. He looks in good order.
1: What about walson by going around in race six? Lucky Decision goes around in the fifth. by. she she'd been tested at stakes level. She got that kill in slightly easier grade last start. How'd she come through that win going around in the sixth today?
0: Yeah, she looks great, this filly. She's absolutely gleaming. Even when she won last time around, she was still a little bit wintry in the coat and she wasn't quite there yet. But this time around, she's just, she's really, she's really shining. She's a very happy horse. So really hoping that we sort of see her at her best today.
1: Positive signs for Walson by going into the gym, Maloney. lightsabers had enough racing where you'd think he'd be getting close to peak fitness. He goes around in the Sandown Stakes over 1,500 race eight. How's he travelling?
0: Yeah, good. You know, he's just such a big, solid empire now. He's really a little while to come to hand. But like you said, he's had enough racing now where he's sort of getting there. He's just fit there. He looks really good now. He's just starting to see a little bit of ribs, which is nice. Um, And, you know, he gets a suitable track today for the first time in a couple of runs. So really, um, really hoping to see him. Sort of showing us some
1: of his good form today. Sounds like you're multitasking at the moment, Catherine. I'll try not to hold you up too much longer, but hopefully, I've left the best to last for a lot of putters. I wish I win going around in the Testa Rossa. What a terrific race it's come up. How's he done since that devastating win at Caulfield?
0: Yeah, super. I was actually just chasing a stray dog out of our stables down at Buckingham. Sorry, that's why I'm a little bit out of breath, but no, um, I wish I win. He is, yeah, he's come on from that run really well. Obviously, we we're disappointed not to get a run last week, but not the end of the world. It wasn't our grand final by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, look, he goes. He's in a fantastic order. We're obviously still learning a bit about the horse, um, and we're hoping to do more about that today, and and, and hopefully see him. Um, you know, show us that he's going to get further into the spring and have some bigger have some bigger targets.
1: Talk in racing, sometimes his horses are prepared to the minute and trained to the minute. Was there any challenge presented by just effectively treading water for a week and, and coming back 100 metres to this race?
0: No, not at all. It really didn't change his preparation much at all. You know, he still had a, a good gallop the previous Tuesday um, in preparation for when he didn't get a start. But it didn't, you know, it didn't change much at all. He worked, his work this Tuesday morning was super. So, no, nah, we're very happy with how he's uh, how he's functioning up today.
1: What's the pick of the moody team heading to the races today? I
0: think waltz on by will give everyone a really good sight and glory bound a nice little
1: each way chance. Race 6, number 4, waltz on by. Race 2, number 16, glory bound each way. Good luck getting those dogs out of the stables, Catherine. Uh, Have a great day at Sandown today. Thanks very much, Warren. Mick Price had a great day yesterday and it could roll into today and Mick Price does join us this morning. Good morning, Mick. Morning, Warren. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, Look, let's talk about Jack and O's win in the Golden Rose before we have a look at today, if that's okay. Just an outstanding performance visually. What was the the feedback from Damien Lane and and the thoughts on the stable on his performance? Well, i actually
3: spoken to Damien Lane. Uh, Junior was up there and I spoke to him. uh, And, um, uh, look, there's a bit of wah-wah about um, what race to go to, uh, whether you go... Uh, to the Everest or the Quarter of Guineas. But, um, yeah, look, that horse from the half mile had to break 12 seconds four times. So I thought it was um, a hard run for him. He pulled up well, and he was very good at the races post-race yesterday. Not stressed, good in the wind. Um, Tim Sutton said to me he wouldn't know he's gone around. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah, look, it was just a, it was just a, um, a good ride and, and a very sustained um, show of stamina, I guess. First time, 1,400, but it was very pleasing.
1: You've always had faith in this horse from that time he he won early in his career and you you thought he might have been a Blue Diamond horse, something very special. So it must be very rewarding for the team to get him through to now be a a Group 1 winning colt and and have his future assured. And and it's great for training operations to be able to achieve that with with young colts and put that on the CV. Yeah, well, obviously
3: we've had a few colts and we concentrate on them and, uh, you know, they're challenging but it makes... um... Makes life interesting, training colts. But I think more importantly, Lindsay Maxted and Simon and those guys that own that horse. You know, he went through Magic Millions as a yearling, uh, just immature and a bit weak and a bit sloppy looking, and uh, there was no love for him. Uh, There was I don't I don't know if there's even a bid for him, you know. So uh, for Lindsay to he said no. This is my family. I'm not going to give him away. Uh, we're going to keep McColt and we're going to race him. And um, I thought it was fantastic for the owners to uh, you know, put a bit of faith in an unwanted dealing and to see him become what he's become. I uh, thought so it was very good.
1: Plenty of excited fans at the MCG yesterday. You were there as a, as a pseudo Geelong supporter. There would have been 100,000 cheering. Was there any bigger cheer than when Jack and I went past the post in the Golden Rose?
3: Oh, yeah, well, Lindsay Maxib was there, and he said they bounced the ball at five past four in the third quarter just when my horse was racing. He said I was out the back, and he said you just couldn't get a better day, you know. So he's a mad Geelong man, and um, obviously he's a mad Jackanoe man now. But, um, uh, look, it's just good that you know, it's just when it comes off. Uh, but, anyway, the uh, decision will be which way to go. They tell me there's a few empty slots in the Everest. Is that right?
1: Uh, look, I believe there's at least a couple, maybe three. So, look, he may well get an offer of the Everest, which you then have to make a decision made by yourself and connections. Would you, would you have a leaning? Would you be happy to throw him into an Everest?
3: Well, I can tell you, uh, physically speaking, for the horse, uh, three weeks between runs back to 1,200 metres is absolutely ideal. That horse will, will love that. Uh, if you bring him back to Melbourne and ask him to go to a mile within two weeks of the Caulfield Guineas, uh, you know, that's not, I would do it if I didn't have another option, but um, I just think that is an ask on his constitution, you know, it's just not that type of horse, but um, anyway, we'll have a chat about it and uh, see how we go.
1: Interesting times there and a great day at Mornington too With Wee Nessie and French Emperor winning So the team on fire, let's look at today Which is what the punters want to try and find a winner today You've got fifth position back from Sydney He goes around in race three today How's he holding together?
3: Look, the horse has done some A little bit of cross country in between And a little bit of jumping And he's in beautiful condition He's raring a go You just have to catch Ollie on him uh, riding him the same as when he won at Flemington You just have to take a punt in of uh, blind faith That the horse is going to uh, get the right run And turn up for the day Because you can go missing that horse But uh, anyway, everything's right for him to go and win But uh, you just got to have a, a bit of blind faith in him today
1: Group 1 contest, the Underwood Stakes Race 7 Looks like a, another intriguing race for On Thunderstruck As the Maccabi Diva was leading into it How do you see him going into today?
3: He's good He's, uh, he's box pig reading this morning, got his boxing gloves on, and he's, uh, rearing a go. So he's had a really good time of it since he won, and, um, he is up and about.
1: How so, are you uh, reading like, the potential tactics here?
3: Ah, look, you know what? Jimmy Clark, Dave Waterhouse, alligator blood. Well, if he doesn't lead, Jamie Carr will take it up. She's not scared to ride a race and go straight to the front. You know, she's done it before on that horse. So, um... They won't want to be messing about, you know. Make your mind up and get going. One of them, um, then then there'll be uh, uh, Ben's horse, Mister Brightside, and then there'll be us. And uh, I'm hoping that the 1800 meter temper Hazara has just got him in his sights, and um, may the best man win over the last 300 meters. I suppose.
1: Race eight, you've got our Playboy and Age of Chivalry both second up. How do you assess their relative chances?
3: Age of Chivalry's fine. Our Playboy is probably a better wet tracker. Um, so I would be—they both run well, but um, I'd be probably preferring Age of Chivalry. He is uh, getting around like a three-year-old
1: that horse. Intriguing clash in the last. The Tester Rossa has come up a really strong addition. You've got Ayrton first up. He was a late scratching from the Sir Rupert Clark last week, clashing with I Wish I Win, who didn't gain a start in the race last week. How's Ayrton prepped up?
3: He's very well. Obviously, we had to scratch him because of the deluge in the Rupert Clark. But uh, track conditions today will be perfect for that horse. He loves you know, the top of the ground where he can use his turn of foot, and he gets it. He'll uh, he'll win today if he's good enough. Uh, it's a nice race for him.
1: What do you think's the pick of the team today, Mick?
3: Oh, look, I think um, you know, I think there's three there that you could um, you know safely punt up on. Uh,
1: I think Age of Chivalry
3: and Ayrton and Thunderstruck are. Thunder wins, but he's
1: going great that horse So I'll take a pick from there, I guess Stable's got some great momentum Mick, good luck going into a big day at Sandown today. Thanks, Warren Mick Price there enjoyed the grand final, enjoyed a terrific day at the races with Jackado winning the Golden Rose and a couple of wins at uh, Mornington yesterday and that win of French Emperor was terrific. He's been a work in progress for the team. That would have been a, a rewarding win as well. French Emperor winning at Mornington yesterday. 23 after 8 On RSN 927, the first word. More trainers after this.
0: This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley.
1: Trying to find winners at Sandown on Underwood Stakes Day. Group 1, Underwood Stakes Day. At 9 o'clock, we'll have Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers from the tab to preview the meeting in detail. 10 o'clock, we'll hand over to Michael Falgate, Matty Stewart and Dan Malecki on course at Sandown for the build-up to Underwood Stakes Day. Graham Begg sitting there with a couple of runners today, kicking off with Romancer in Race 5. Good morning, Graham. Morning, Warren. How's the morning dawn for you? Beautiful.
4: I've been to work on the way home, so up bright and early and... Uh... Ready
1: to go to Sandown. Got a nice shirt picked out? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll pick a suit out,
1: yes. <laughs> a Romancer goes <laughs> around in yeah. race five, and uh, he's out to the 1,700 metres here, and uh, he'll be one of the picks of the yard, as normally your horses are. How's he travelling at this stage of his preparation? Yeah,
4: look, he's uh, probably getting on the best track he's been on for some months, um, which will certainly suit him. Uh, claim off his back will bring him down with very, very light weight, so... Um, you know, I can see the horse can run a bit of a cheeky race. Look, he appears to be going well. Uh, he just hasn't, uh, you know, racing with much luck.
1: He's got a soft five track with a potential upgrade to a good four later on in the day. What, what do you is his best track condition?
4: That's it. Perfect. Um, that's his best. That's his best surface. Just doesn't like when they, when you know, when they get their tail into it and uh, you know, it gets a little bit worse. So he doesn't really stretch out that well. But look. We felt that his last start was been encouraging, his last start run, so uh, Dean Yendall rode him on that occasion. He said, oh, look, he just might be looking for that little bit further, a bit more subtle pace in the early stages. You know, I did run him in the Eclipse a couple of years ago and he didn't have a lot of luck, um, So the 1800 there. So, uh, you know, he could certainly run
1: well. Non-conformist goes round in the Group 1 Underwood Stakes. He was close enough to the speed last start in the uh, in the Maccabi Diva. How did he come through that?
4: Yeah, it looked a little bit out of him. Look, uh, it was very foreign for him, the way he was ridden on that occasion, and, you know, I don't think he was very well suited the way that it stole the race, how it was run. Um, like when Tim Clark let go on Alligator Blood, it really sort of let him rip, and um, he never got a chance to go through any gears and build into the race. So he got certainly got exposed and got left... Um, very flat-footed, so look, today, obviously, inside gate, he'll probably just drift back uh, and be ridden more conservatively and give him his chance to find the line. Look, it'll be a very tactical race, Um, obviously, we've got, you know, under no illusions thinking he's going to be able to win, but, you know, as long as we can see him running home and, and finishing the race off and rounding it off, we will be delighted.
1: With that race shape last art in the Maccabi Diva, is there anything you, you do at home to potentially modify the way you, you do prepare him between runs, the way that race shaped up and, and what it may have taken out of him?
4: Oh, look, he just might have been attached fresh. Um, you know, like, we haven't been able to get the continuity of working in a lot of horses, you know, with availability of grass tracks and things like that, and we don't really let them down, you know, full throttle on the poly track. Um, that's what we've sort of had to use for some time, but... Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, come on with the run, there's no doubt about that, but he was just a bit quiet for a day or so after, but look he's bounced back and we feel that he looks in very good shape.
1: What's the race for Luna Flair who appears to be progressing well, where do we see her next?
4: Yeah, no, she'll go to the Bart Cummings uh, next Saturday uh, and then to the Mooney Valley Cup. Uh, I didn't pay up for, her, for the Caulfield Cup, she just doesn't seem to have much luck around Caulfield. She's very reliant on pace of the race and Likes to get a chance to wind up into her races, but we feel that she's going really well, um, and and uh, you know, and looking for that mile and a half now. So we felt that uh, you know we'll concentrate on those races, and if the form warrants it, um, we'll take that next step and possibly go to the Melbourne Cup.
1: Good luck today, Graham. Hope things uh, go to plan and and set it up set things up well for the future. And good luck with Luna Flair and others heading towards some future races in the spring. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, for that Warren. Thank you. Graham Begg there with a couple heading to Sandown today. Team from Lindsay Park and Inform Stable heading there. And Ben Hayes joins us this morning. Good morning, Ben.
5: Morning, Warren. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. How have the celebrations settled down since you and Grace were uh, jumping up and down watching Tijuana win the stut Stakes on Friday night?
5: Oh, look, we, we enjoyed it. Uh, it, was, it was an important win for us. And now we've got an exciting chance in the Caulfield Guinea. So a uh, big thrill for the whole stable.
1: Early signs. How's he come through that run?
5: Yeah, really good. I was really happy with the way he pulled up. He seems to come through it well, so um, full steam ahead,
1: Warren. Let's start with the, the big gun today, Mr. Brightside heading to the Underwood Stakes, out to the 1800 metres. How did he come through the Ah,
5: oh, We couldn't be happy with him. Um, he came through it excellent. Uh, it's a you know uh, big test for him today. Probably the um, hardest race he's run in to date. So um, we'll be learning a bit. Uh, first time beyond a mile and um, you know, I've drawn a nice gate Craig Williams obviously knows him well so I'm expecting him to run a nice competitive race, for
1: him. No, you'll have an idea of how the race might shape up when you've got Craig aboard, it's probably uh, futile to put too much thought into what you think you'd like to happen because you, Craig knows the horse and he will have a plan. How are you reading the race likely to set up for him?
5: Uh, look, he's a very versatile horse so that's the nice thing about it um, if alligator blood takes a like they've been saying he'll probably end up leading um but if he rolls forward probably zaki will roll across and we'll sit behind zaki um but it's you know it's a six horse field so it's better just to let the jockeys work it out i think and uh just let it happen and i think the horse with the best run will win
1: Number of horses racing well heading to the track today for you. Sandy Prince goes around in the second with Damien Oliver aboard from potentially a sticky draw. How did you assess Sandy Prince's chances?
5: Yeah, a little bit sticky draw. Um, I've been really happy with him. He's been working well. He's gained a lot of confidence from his last start win at Sandown. Um, But I just think you keep him in a rhythm. Uh, Hopefully he can find a bum again. Uh, He is a horse has gone forward and led before but i do feel if you can keep him in a rhythm keep him happy uh, he should finish off strong and i think the slight step up and trip the 1400 should suit him
1: angry skies goes around in race four your second runner of the day after sandy prince goes around in the second a, a debut winner and what appeared to be quite an impressive debut winner at swan hill obviously rises in grade here how do you see that challenge for him
5: Look, it's a rising class, but uh, we think he's up to it. He's always been a nice horse at home. He's always shown very good ability. Uh, we've just had to be patient to get him to the track and uh, couldn't debut much better than he did, albeit it wasn't a heavy eight. Uh, it's interesting. Every time he's trialled, um, they have been on soft surfaces and every jockey's come in and said he's got a great action. He'll be better on top of the ground. So I'm really happy it's a soft five today. Um, I think he'll really
1: show electric turn of foot, and uh, I'm expecting him to be very competitive. So I have a high opinion of him. Gentleman Roy goes around in the Sandown Stakes, and he's a horse who's been great for the stable, and also a terrific horse for the Woods family. The the connections of Gentleman Roy, the eighth race on the card, his first up runs seen as a, a high pressure race, and he was the the horse probably contributing to that high pressure on speed and still battling on. Well, how would he come through that?
5: I'm um, Really good. I was worried he had a gut buster, but um, the way I had a good look at him when he pulled up from that race and he had a very normal recovery, he ate up the next morning, trotted up very free. Uh, he is a horse that just improves with racing. We did have him going into that race, that touch underdone. So uh, he's had a month between runs with a trial into this. Uh, we tried to get him into the Super Clark, and then obviously we didn't make the field, so this is the backup. And I think with all the scratchings, it's made the race quite quite competitive. Um, so it'll be interesting how he goes. Uh, ideally, if he could win, it'd be fantastic, because we'd love to try get him into a race like the Jura Candy Cup. Uh, but very happy with him. He's done nothing wrong, and I'm expecting him to be very, very competitive as well.
1: Can you get a handle in, in any way to try and quantify the fitness improvement he might have taken out of that? He's such a solid, robust, imposing boy. Yeah.
5: Oh, uh, look... Um, We do a lot of um, heart rates and everything and um, his heart rate has improved and, you know, his recovery after work and he is a big horse and he does take racing to get fit Um, and, uh, look, I think he has improved and if he has, he'll be very, very competitive.
1: What are you most looking forward to today? What do you think is the best winning hope? (laughs)
5: Look, it's hard to tip right side but um, I think he'll, he'll really... He's never ran bad for us. So I expect him to be very competitive. He's been around the mark with Zaki and um, I'm thunderstruck he has beaten, albeit he had five and a half kilos left. But I do think he's improved his prep, so I'm hoping he can um, put his hand up. Top three will be a pass mark and we'll go from there. And I think Angry Skies, he'll run well.
1: Good luck today, Ben, on what promises to be a terrific day's racing at Sandown. Thank you, Warren. Annabelle Nation will be trackside at Sandown, a couple of stars from the stable heading there, and Zaki heading the list as nominal favourite, marginal favourite for the Underwood Stakes. Annabelle's been kind enough to join us now. Good morning, Annabelle. Morning, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I believe you're just about to make your way down to Melbourne for the, for the Underwood Stakes?
6: Yeah, no, just about to board, so hopefully the flight looks on time at the moment. But the, way, the way the flight has been uh, has made me a little bit nervous.
1: Let's hope you get there on time. Let's start with Zaki. How's he done since that first up win in Sydney?
6: Yeah, he's done really well. Um, He's been down in in Melbourne for a a week or so now. We took him out there to Gallop on Wednesday. and um, Yeah, three weeks between runs is is what we did with him 12 months ago, and it it did the job. Obviously, it looks a pretty competitive uh, field today, albeit a small field. Um, But, yeah, it's probably one of the most exciting races I think we've seen um, so far this carnival
1: arguably a stronger race than last year despite the fact that it's a small field how do you compare how zaki's going this year to last year yeah
6: i think he's going i suppose we'll find out today but but certainly from from what we're seeing at home he's going just as well um you know i sort of dare say any better but um he does seem to be moving extremely well and just seems very well in himself he's amazing he's an eight-year-old now and doesn't seem to be um, affecting him at all. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's a strong race. Obviously, I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, Stablemate Moanga. You know, it's just a, it's a very good field. Um, but it's you know, it's what racing's all about, and I think everybody's excited about
1: the race. How do you feel about the chances of Moanga?
6: Oh, I think he's he's a super chance. Um, look, he's obviously first up. He was a bit disappointing. Nothing really went his way, but um, I thought he was very good second up into the Maccabi Diva, and he was certainly, it was certainly a run that indicated he was going to be you know closer again once we went up in trips. So, um, yeah, I think he's over the odds today. I think he's got to be respected. He's a, you know, he's a dual group one winner, and he's never far away.
1: What about Lightning Jack and Regal Line? you got a couple of stable mates going around in race five over the 1,700 metres. Your expectation there?
6: Yeah, uh, both nice horses. Regal Lion, you know, he's obviously a quality horse, um, new to the stable. First up, um, he didn't like that very heavy track, um, so we just Tommy looked after him that day. Um, so um, yeah, I think that was a bit of a forget run really. His work's been great. He, he galloped stand out as well on Wednesday. He had a look at the track, and um, yeah, I think he'll run a, a big race uh, from a you know not not an ideal draw. Uh, Lightning Jack just dropping back in trip a bit. I probably got him a bit wrong. I probably I gave him a freshen up Um, because he's been up for a long time and he just, I thought, raced a little bit free when we tried him up to the 2000 at the Valley but back in trip, um, hopefully will suit. Um, He's sort of been knocking on the door. He's never too far away Um, so hopefully he can get a bit of luck going his way today.
1: You've certainly found the the right formula with military expert down here in Melbourne. Back-to-back wins at Caulfield and the Valley going to the Sandown Stakes, race eight on the card today. How's he holding together?
6: Yeah, great. Um, I think he's, he's just got a lot of confidence about him. This prep, he's strung the two wins together. Um, he was very dominant at, at Mooney Valley. Um, different track today, obviously a sort of much bigger straight. Um, but he's a very tractable horse. Um, you can sort of put him anywhere. He's you know got brilliant gate speed, but he doesn't have to lead either. You know you can put him anywhere you want in the race. And Jamie seems to get on really well with him. So. Um, another step up today, but he's a horse we've always had a a lot of time for. So, yeah, hoping that he can go very close or get the job done today and then we can, um, yeah, just keep stepping
1: him up in class. But, um, yeah, he's a pretty smart horse. Who do you think's your best today, Annabelle? Uh, Zaki. Zaki, the favourite, race seven and number one in the Underwood Stakes. Let's hope the plane leaves on time, travel safely and enjoy your day at Sandown. Thank you very much. Annabelle Nishan, what a hand she's got. Moonga and Zaki. Zaki, perhaps the pick of the team. We're on a soft five with the rail true at sand 19 degrees, sunny conditions, light breezes, chance of an upgrade of a good four some stage during the day.
0: This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley.
1: Fishing for winners, sand down on Underwood Stakes day, and Adrian Bott might have one of the key runners of the day with Alligator Blood going around in the Underwood Stakes, coming off a double at Rosehill yesterday with the stable. Adrian joins us this morning. Good morning, Adrian. You good morning, Warren. Good day at the office at uh, Sydney for you yesterday. Yeah,
3: excellent. Uh, a few things fell into place there, and um, you know Surf Dance returning in great order, and um, you know Grove Ferry put a few things into place. So it's, um, yeah, great, great to see for them going forward.
1: Promises to be a fantastic race, the the Underwood Stakes, and seen to be a, a tactical race, 1,800 metres, race seven at Sandown today. What's your thoughts, firstly, on how Alligator Blood's come through that run in the Maccabi Diva?
5: He's uh, come through it really well.
3: Um, you know, he's, he, he's still open to a, a, a bit of improvement, um, you know, in those early stages of the campaign. So, um, you know, while their second up was a, um, you know, it was a tough run for him, but he really came out of it the right way at, um, you know, taking good improvement um, and sort gone ahead nicely in his, in his work so, um, you know, I think it's a nice natural progression for him and yeah, look, looking forward to seeing him um, step forward today At
1: 1800 metres how, how do you expect the race yourself and Gay to shape up for him?
3: Uh, look, we've got the inside drawer and we've got the tactical speed so I think we want to use um, you know, both of those to our advantage um, he's, um, yeah, look to, look to roll forward and, and, and take control of the race um, you know, not not concerned by the by the distance by any means. Um, so not looking to, um, yeah, not looking to change that pattern in, in, in that regard it's sort of a, a, a question mark. I think he'll run it out strongly. He's, um, as I said, he's, he's improved off a nice tough mile. Um, so look to roll forward, use that tactical speed and take advantage of that draw.
1: As the team often do when gallops are available at Mooney Valley, Alligator Blood, who's potentially on a pass of the Cox Plate, headed out there for a gallop earlier in the week. What was the feedback from that hit out?
5: Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, he got round there nicely. Um, yeah,
3: you know, sort of pretty testing conditions there um, earlier in the week by all reports, and um, he, he really handled that well. So yeah, that's sort of something um, you know that's good to know going forward. in you know, if he does sort of come across those conditions.
1: But, yeah, he just obviously sort of went out there to stretch his legs and, you know, have a good look around. And, you know, it's purpose there during the week and he seems in
3: good shape. We're going to be fortunate enough to see either yourself or Gay trackside at Sandown today? Yeah, most certainly. I'm just on my way to the airport now, so really looking forward to uh, getting down there.
1: Well, it's going to be 19 degrees and sunny, so it'll be a terrific day weather-wise in Melbourne for you, Adrian. Good luck today.
5: Thank you very much.
1: Alligator blood likely to take advantage. I don't think anyone expected alligator blood to not be positive in the Underwood Stakes but likely to, to be ridden in a similar manner to what we've seen him previously. Sam Friedman's got a team heading to Sandown today and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Sam. Morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Firstly, how's Artorias settled back into Australia? Yeah, he's good. He's got um,
3: he's another 10 days or so in quarantine. He just spent some paperwork. work. Yesterday morning, he'll have a nice gallop on Tuesday and... Um and then we'll have we'll start to assess where we head with him. But, um, yeah, he lost, I think he only lost three or four kilos on the flight, and he's put that on and a bit. So, he's um, yeah, he's handled it all very well.
1: What do you plan to do with him in the short term?
3: Um, yeah, look, as I said, we'll, we'll probably make a decision next week on, on which race he heads towards. But, um, you know, in front of mind, it would be a race at the VRC Sprint. Um, yeah, so that would be a potential option for him. But we'll probably confirm everything in the
1: next seven days or so. You kick off today with elliptical race four, heading into this race second up with Craig Williams aboard. What did you make of his first up run?
3: Yeah, he was a very good run. He's um, he obviously first up and up against some some good three year olds that have, that have had a run or two under their belt. So he was always going to take some natural improvement first up at the fourteen hundred. Um, he seems to have improved nicely out of that, and you know he, he's going to need to be right on top of his on top of his game. But um, he's got a tricky enough gait, but. You know he's a he's a talented progressive horse who deserves his shot in the spring. So hopefully he can um, you know, announce himself as a as a nice horse going forward.
1: What would be a potential target for him at, at, if things went as well as you would hope?
3: I think today probably tells us where we head. We we were tempted to run him in the mile at the Valley on Friday, and um, and we elected to just wait and, and head to this race. And, and for that reason, you know we've got a guineas in mind with him. We wanted to keep him a little bit sharper and at the fourteen hundred to try and keep him sprinting his legs to, to potentially head to a guinea. But, um, you know, if he gives us the impression that he's wanting to get out over further, then, you know, there's plenty of options to, to stretch him out over 2,000 metres as well. But um, I think today I'll probably answer a few questions.
1: Race five, you've got warning resuming, the Dragon T second up. What a great horse warning's been for some very good stable clients and even those involved with the stable. How's he prepping up for another campaign?
3: Yeah, he's creeping up very well. He's, um, he's action as good as it's been for quite some time. He put up a bit sore after his last run, last preparation, and, um, just gave him a nice break. And he's come back very well. He's very fresh and, you know, he's only had the, you know, really the one trial. So, um, you know, he's, he's got plenty of improvement there, but, um, you know, we, we, we wanted to keep him quite underdone and quite fresh. He's, he's worked in short and sharp, so just trying to keep him sprinting in first up. I, I don't imagine he will be able to go with him early, but he'll um, you know, he should be he should be running home nicely.
1: How did Dragon Tea come through that first up run?
3: Really well. She was actually probably slightly better on than her finishing position suggests. She was she was okay through the line, so elected to get her straight out to the seventeen hundred, she can probably hold a more prominent position today out in trip and having had the run under her belt, so I think she's probably most effective when she can be put into the race and um, you know, we'll we'll not look to necessarily be really positive with her, but she can certainly roll forward and then um, and then get a spot behind them somewhere. But um, yeah, pleased with the pleased with the way that she's she's handling this trip so far.
1: Shinawan, another runner from the stable, second up today, goes around in race 8, up to 1,500 metres following that run behind Uncommon James. You've taken the crossover noseband off. What was the the feedback and your thoughts on how he performed first up?
3: He was okay. He was underdone. We've obviously missed the run last week and five weeks between runs and now to the 1,500. It's not a recipe that screams success, but it's just the position we've probably been put into to try and get him into a track, so um, you know he needs to get some racing under his belt. He's a horse that, you know, well documented. He can be hard to get fit at home. Um, we've got him as forward as we can for this race, and um, you know, but he's going to take improvement for this run. So uh, a crossover comes off. you Probably think he enjoyed it all that much. Um, so, yeah, I think he just needs good speed in his races and. He can he can certainly feature. He's a, he's a good horse,
1: but um, just needs a few things to to go his way. Open-minded was able to run third behind I wish I win last start. It's a terrific addition of the Testa Rossa Stakes, a rematch with uh, I wish I win and and others. How do you see Open-minded progressing into this race from the inside draw race nine?
3: Yeah, look, I think it. it you know, he's he's going to roll forward. He's nice and fit. Um, you know, I think he's probably. Um, you know, had pretty much peak fitness. It was, it was a shame he didn't get a run last week. I think, he, you know, he, he could have run a cheeky race and he would have handled the condition's OK. So, um, you know, he'll make them earn it. He'll be up there, up on the speed and, and rolling along. Um, and I think that that, you know, that, that, that sort of horse is, is always a chance in, in any sort of race. So, you know, what he probably lacks in class, he, he makes up for in his racing style and his toughness. So hopefully, you know, he's going to put in another honest run um, you know, hopefully, you can just
1: hold them off. Who do you think is your best today, Sam? Uh, I think elliptical's
3: yeah, pretty clearly our, our best chance. Um, it's just going to navigate a slightly tough draw, but yeah, Craig's riding really well and um, yeah, hopeful that he can run them down.
1: Race for number four, elliptical. Good luck at sand down today. Thanks for joining us this morning.
3: Cheers. Sure, thanks, man.
1: 9 to 9 on RSN 927, the first word. We'll try and squeeze a couple more trainers in after this break. Then the form panel will assemble after the sports update. Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers.
0: This is RSN 927's Race Day Morning and the first word with Warren Huntley.
1: Group one underwood stakes day at Sandown this afternoon. We've got a soft five rated track at this stage with the rail in the true position. Nineteen degrees sunny light breeze. Greg Groves, the track manager, indicating there's a realistic chance of an upgrade to a good four at some stage during the day. Nick Ryan's hitting there with a couple of runners, including a horse been a bit of a revelation since joining his stable here in Cap de Joie, going around in the first with Ollie aboard. Good morning, Nick. Morning, Warren. How's Captain Joie settled into your stable? Seems to be that she, uh, she loves your training environment.
7: Yeah, look, um, she's a, a man now that we've got a fairly big opinion of, and she couldn't have been more impressive in her first two Australian runs, um, winning a maiden and then going to a 64 and um, winning um, the way she did. Uh, she's since had a little freshen up um, after Bendigo, a second win. We put her away for 10 days, just give a little freshen up, and. Um, had this race in mind with a couple of other races over the spring going forward, so hopefully um, she can continue on her winning way today.
1: How's she held together or what have you done with her more specifically during that freshen up?
7: Yeah, not a lot. She's um, very fit when she went out, so um, she had a jump out last Friday um, just to keep her up to the mark, and um, she was very good through the line, just an 800 metre jump out. Um, Since then, I've just kept her fresh this week for For the 1,400 today, she's uh, got a very, very good turn of foot, but she's a mare that's going to get out in trip, so um, no doubt she'll be back from the wide draw today, but Sandown Hillside should really suit her and um, all going well, she can get over the top of them.
1: Sometimes you you look at the wide draws and you have a a negative thought about it, but from from an inside draw, would she be a horse that may well even drift back regardless?
7: Yeah, certainly. Um, Not deterred by the draw at all. She's gonna be back there anyhow, so um if anything, um she probably be in the three wide line and she'll have room and um no interruption. So with a bit of even luck and um if she can uh, be in touch. Hopefully, um her
1: class uh will prevail. From a fitness point of view with that gap between runs, how do you assess her?
7: Oh, she's spot on. Uh, very, very clean winded. Um as I said she only had ten days out in the paddock and uh, she held a lot of residual, so um, she's up to the mark, Warren.
1: Regards, Marie, first up in race nine with uh, your old sparring partner, Blake Shinaboard. How's Regards, Marie, prepping up?
7: Yeah, he's um, he's flying, the horse. he's going super. Um, once again, we freshened him right up, and um, it's a shame I was hoping uh, Moose's horse got a run last week and the likes of Antin as well. Um, the race has come up pretty strong, but... Um, He's formed first up very good. First up last time, he, he ran second in the listed race at Mooney Valley to uh, in the boat. So, 1300 um, ideal. Sandown he loves. He's drawn low with Blake Chin in the saddle. So, there's a lot of positives. Um, it's just a strong race.
1: How did Kiss on All Four Cheeks come through the, the race at the Valley on Friday night?
7: Yeah, no issue. She's pulled up down. She's bright. She trotted up good um, Saturday morning. Um, couldn't fault it. Uh, I think a few things were against her Friday night. The track sort of being downgraded, um, the way the, the track was sort of playing. Um, she began so well. Mark rode her perfectly, but um, she's probably better um, ridden a bit further back. So, um, look, she's probably a close in her own. She was down in the box seat didn't have much room. She's probably a mare that likes a bit of room. So. We'll freshen her up and go three weeks to Caulfield, to the Shristach, uh, back to 1400, and then two weeks to the Empire Road.
1: And what about Munamek? What's uh, what's the latest with the the, the Hutchbuster superstar that uh, that was the the victim of a very strong plunge at Caulfield?
7: Yeah, look, um, there wasn't a lot around for him, and he, him being an older horse, um thought we'd keep him on the fresh side. So uh, he had... Uh, Four days out, four days on the water, walker down at Pullman Park. Um, he's back in the stables now. He gallops with Kiss on all four cheeks at Mooney Valley Monday. He'll have a jump out here um, this coming Friday. Then he'll head to Thousand Guineas Day on the Wednesday to benchmark 84-1400. So um, we'll keep him fresh and we'll keep him at the fourteen hundred.
1: Good luck with him. Good luck with Kiss on all four cheeks. And importantly, good luck today, Nick.
7: Thanks, Warren. Cheers, mate.
1: Nick Ryan, a couple of runners heading to in today. As is Envy Usaphobie. he joins us this morning. Good morning, EJ. Good morning, Warren. Pinstripes, uh, a horse who's got a very strong band of followers. I thought it was at a, a St Kilda Football Club uh, reunion, the number of uh, red, white and black ties they were in the mounting yard at Flemington when he ran first up. How'd he come through that?
8: He uh, he, he pulled up well. He, um, he, uh, he gives his all, that horse, and... Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, structurally, he's, he's all fine. Um, his horse lays, lays down a lot in the box. Um, he's, he's done it all his life, so uh, um, it's uh, I, I, I think because he gives 110% all the time, he um, he just likes uh, likes to uh, relax, but the horse is well.
1: Preparation, uh, your horses, you're, you're very much attuned to them and meticulous. Uh, are you happy as you could be going into this race today, second up?
8: Yeah, absolutely. Um he structurally he's a million bucks, this horse. Um he uh, he's still going to um you know, derive benefit from the run. Um his coach still it, it's starting to shift but um um certainly get a good gauge on, on the weather, uh, how cold it's gonna be with him. Uh, when it starts to move, we know it's it's gonna warm up but uh um yeah, it's not, it's not his grand final, but uh, he, he's taken improvement from that first up run.
1: Your other runner with Pinstripe going around in race eight, the Sandown Stakes, is Miss Jennifer in the first, coming off that win last start. She looks to be building a nice record. How do you assess her it today?
8: It's, it's a, quite a strong race. Um, certainly, uh, you know, the Nick Ryan horse, it, it's done nothing wrong, and um, he, he certainly uh, places his horses extremely well. Um, she's she's another horse. It's it's a little bit hard to get a gauge on her. You know her, her track work is uh, is not great. Um, for that reason, I try and get her pretty fit. And um, her win was uh, was quite good off a, off a good speed. So uh, I'm hoping there's speed today. Uh, it's going to be difficult from that from that barrier. Um, you know she's not an overly big horse, but uh, uh, you know the good surface or the soft five is ideal and. Um, it, it'll, uh, it'll sort of tell us where, uh, where I'm at with
1: her. Good luck with the two heading to Sandown today, Enver, and good luck with the, the big support team associated with Pinstripe. I hope they've got something to celebrate at the end of the day.
8: Yeah, hopefully we hear that and cheer, eh?
1: <laughs> good luck. See you on course. Good on you. Envy usaphobic with Miss Jennifer and Pinstripe heading to Sandown. Today. Let's check the final scratchings at Sandown before a sports update. Then the panel will assemble. Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers. We're on a soft five at this stage. Sandown, the potential for an upgrade for a good four with fine conditions. Rail in the true position. Race three, take out numbers three, seven, twelve, fifteen, nineteen and twenty. Race two, scratchings at numbers four, eleven, nineteen and twenty. Race 3, number of scratchings, take out 1, 2, 7, 9, 10, 13, 15, 19, and 20. Race 4, put a pen through 1, 3, 5, 8, 10, and 14. Race 5, scratch number 14, Adelaide Ace. Race 6, take out 16, the bottom three emergencies, 18, 19, and 20. Race 7's clear, race 8, take out number 10, and race nine, take out number 12, it's Tornado Storm, who went around in the last at Mornington yesterday. Time for a sports update with Andrew Hughes. then the form panel, Dean Lester, David Gately, Jamie Rogers.